すごくいい言葉があって、これ英訳するの難しいかもしれないですけど。There's a really good saying when it comes to that, though it might be a little hard to translate to English. It's kind of like a Japanese pun. In ramen, there is chicken bones, pork bones, and human personality. It's kind of like a pun because of the word gara. Torigara is the chicken bones that you use to make ramen soup, and butagara is all similarly pork bones that you'd use, but hitogara is what's inside a person. Of course, you're not adding human bones into a soup, but we're still adding a part of a human. Depending on the person, the flavor of the soup will be very different. And of course, people will use their own techniques, but it's the feeling of the person that's added. I said this when I was on TV. It comes down to a heart of hospitality, so to speak. I learned this from reading Oishinbo, a manga about cooking. When cooking for someone, think about what kind of person they are. What kind of ramen do they want to eat? If I know these things, what would be the best ramen I could make for them? It's important to be someone who thinks of these things. Hey everybody, welcome back to the We Are Ramen podcast. In today's episode, we sit down with someone pretty special. Takeru Kanda, or Kanda san, as I'll probably be referring to him for the majority of this program, is probably best known as the amateur ramen cook who won a ramen competition competing against professional ramen chefs in Japan. Kanda san has been making ramen for 20 years, and his level of passion for the art of making ramen is something that's rare, even amongst a community that's kind of known for being. Obsessed with ramen, like the one that we have. He's dedicated years to just one style of ramen. For example, he spent three years making nothing but shoyu ramen to perfect his process. He's also gone so far as to spend time in the boshi and shoyu factories to learn how they make these core ingredients to better understand how to use them properly. But above all that, the thing that got to me was his philosophy of making ramen that captivated me and really changed the way that I think about making ramen and that I'm g o i n g to think about making ramen from here on out. This whole time, I've been trying to learn how to make ramen through following recipes and recipe books and methods that I see online. But according to Kanda-san, this is the least important part about making ramen, and he explains a lot about his philosophy on this subject in this interview. As always with our Japanese guests, Backyard Ramen is here to translate for us. She did a great job. Kanda-san's answers got kind of long at times because he was so into it, and she did her best to kind of summarize the main points of what he was saying. Anyways, please feel free to discuss this episode in our brand new Discord server. I'll have a link in the show notes. And with that, here is Kanda san, aka Jisaku Ramen. Okay, so first of all, thank you so much for coming on the show.、Uh, so could you please start off by introducing yourself to everybody who's listening to the show? えー、と神田武郎と申します。えー、と年は45歳です。で仕事は、えー、と物流会社でサラリーマンをしてます。でえー、と趣味で、えー、と20年ほど、えー、と自宅でラーメンを作る自作ラーメンということをしています。はい、20年ですかもう一回。20年です。はい。はい、えっ、ー、と、My name is Takeru. Kanda. I'm 45 years old. I work as a salaryman at a, a trading company and I've been making ramen at home for 20 years. Wow, that's、ね、<laughs> um, So I, I've, I've seen your episode of Gekirea san.、Um, Madoka helped me watch that episode.、Uh, so、I'm, I've heard your story, but could you please share your story of how you got into making ramen? Because I think it's a really interesting story. Yeah. そう
私が彼にあの激レアの動画を送ったんですけど、はい、それを見て、えー、とざっくりその神田さんの背景とかバックグラウンドを聞みましたけどレスナーたちはその背景がわからないのでちょっとその辺を軽くなぜ、はい、どうやってラーメンに始めたかっていう説明していただけますかあ了解しましたじゃあ簡単にいきましょうか、えーとうん、今から20年ぐらい前に僕が25歳だった頃に仲良かった、えー、と女の子と一緒に、えー、とラーメン屋さんにラーメンを食べに行きました、はい、ですごく有名なお店で美味しいラーメンなんですけどその女の子が、えー、と笑顔で美味しいラーメンを食べてるのに少し嫉妬して僕がいやこれぐらいだったら僕が作れるよって言ったことが<笑>、えー、ことのきっかけで。でまあ、普通に考えて25歳の若者がそんな美味しいラーメンを作り方も知らないのに作れるわけがないんですがその女の子が、えー、いつ作るのとかって、えー、すごく食いついてきて、えー、結局作らなくちゃいけない羽目になり作り始めたのがきっかけです。Okay, so he started 20 years ago when he was 25 and he had a girl that he was very friendly with. And they decided to go to a famous ramen restaurant that's known to be really, really good. So when they ate it, she said how delicious the ramen was. And he got a little jealous and claimed that he could make something better. So normally,、um, normally, as someone that's 25 years old and hasn't made ramen, that's not very possible to make anything good. But the girl is very insistent, asking when he'll be able to make her that delicious ramen. And that's how he started, started into making his own ramen. Okay. So that, that story is fantastic. But、um, what, what was the first bowl of ramen you tried to make? It's a very interesting story. ですね、そのお店が、えー、と千葉県の柏市にある大活ってお店で醤油ラーメンなんですね。で煮干しがちょっと効いた醤油ラーメンなんですけどそれをやっぱり再現するって言ったんで醤油ラーメンで煮干しが効いたラーメンを目指してその時作りましたね。ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、Oh, no, English oh, translation. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, the first ramen was a shoyu niboshi type ramen. It was, the, it was at a ramen shop in Chiba called Daikatsu. Yeah. And that's what they specialized. So, that was the ramen I was trying to make. And then, how did it turn out when you, when you tried to make that ramen? なりましたかどういう結果でしたそうですね、あのー、作って食べてみたんですね。で作り方、ラーメンの作り方もわからないんで、こう、本買ってきて、本屋さんで本買ってきて、本読んだりとか、その継ぎはぎの知識で、ばーっといろんなものを入れて作ったんですけど、あの出来上がったラーメンっていうのが、もう、なんですかね、えっ、ー、と、すごく普通のラーメンが出来上がったんです。<笑>で、かもなく不可もなくみたいなラーメンが出来上がって<笑>まあ感覚的にはもう一つな感じでしたね。So, 
So I didn't know how to make any ramen. So um, I picked up some books at the bookstore and read how to make it and started make, adding some stuff. And it ended up being like a very normal ramen. It's not really that great, but it's not that bad. Ah, I see, I see. And then how did that uh, girl react to that? Because I, I saw in the episode that she ate it and things, but... で、そこで番組ではそのこう <laughs> so, on the TV show, um, the ramen was described to be like oddly really normal. So, it wasn't really that tasty, or it wasn't something like it was like, oh, it's amazing, something that's easy to have a type of reaction towards. So, the girl was a bit more, had a hard time. Like eating it and giving some type of, you know, yeah. reaction. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, how long did it take you to learn how to make ramen that you were proud of? えっと、ラーメンを上手になんかなんだろう感想じゃなくてこれはうまくできたよねって自信持てるまで何年間ぐらいかかりましたか あ、そうっすね。えっと、3年 こうなんていうんですかね、振り幅があるんですけど、その振り幅の中に収めれるようになったのは10年ぐらいはかかってんじゃないですかね。え、10年。ただその頃ってあれですよ。ね、僕2000年頃から始めてるんで、情報がすご
、うん、3年間ぐらいずっとひたすらその同,じ同じようなラーメンを作り続けるんですよ。で、その間に、えー、とそういう系統のラーメン屋さんに食べにも行きますし、それでまた、えー、と作ってみて、で、違うなと思ってまた違うところに食べに行ってみたいなトライアンドエラーをこうずっと繰り返して、3年ぐらいすると大体理解ができるので、そうすると、自分の中で、ああ、これは納得したと思ったら、次のテーマに行く感じですかね。ああ、なるほど。うん。So,、um, yes, I go to a lot of restaurants to eat ramen, but general, I pick one theme, type of ramen, and then work on it for very long time until I'm satisfied. And that so far has been about three years' time. So, like, I would pick a theme like shoyu ramen or niboshi ramen, and then Go to restaurants, eat the ramen, try to make it. And that's a cycle of trial and error for three years until I figure out, oh, yeah, I think I've actually accomplished this type of ramen before I go to the next thing.、Oh, three years is a long time. So, on, on, the, on the television show, I also heard that one of your big breakthroughs when it came to making ramen was actually reading manga.、Um, could you tell us a little bit about that and the manga that, you help, that helped you learn how to make ramen and what about it helps you make? えっとテレビ番組ではその漫画読んですごいなんかひらめきが得たっていうところを見たんですけどその漫画をちょっとあの紹介してもらってその漫画具体的に中ではどういうポイントが参考になってそのラーメンが上手になったと思いますかえっとね、ラーメン、あの番組の中で言ってたのは、おいしんぼっていう漫画の、えー、と38巻に、ラーメン戦争って、もう一冊、コミックスの中が全部ラーメンのことだけが書いてる章があって、その中で、えー、とそのラーメンの、なんですかね、構成とか組み立てから書いてるんですね。そもそもラーメンとはみたいな話で、組み立てから書いてるんで、ラーメン自体のメカニズムみたいなことがあの本の中で、えー、と理解ができたのでちょっと長いかな、えー、と点だったものが線になったり面になったのはその漫画かなって気がします。そ、mm-hmm. so, um, う、漫画 that was read was o s h i n b o but specifically the volume 38 because it specified or it was just a book about ramen. So, I believe it's called Ramen Fight or Competition.、Um, so, the book, what it did was go over like, the basic mechanisms of what is involved in making ramen, the very、uh, main components, what helps, it explains what happens and how to make it. So, it helped increase or make the level of the ramen from a 10 to maybe a 100. Wow. You have a question, Maruka, here? Oh, you mean my question? Yeah, yeah, you can go ahead and ask it. Oh, okay. えっとなんかおいしんぼうで、うん、これを出しだけ気になってるものなんですけど、おいしんぼうでその読んで、調理師免許を手に入ったって言われたんですけど、はい、<笑>調理師免許をさし、あとなんかし確かに調理学校卒業しないともらえないか、または、経験を2年ぐらい積まないと、調理師事件を受けられないっていうルールだったと思いましたので、その辺はちょっと不明を持ってたんですけど、実際、どうやって手に入ったんですかそうそうそう、えーと、おっしゃる通りです。1年間、えー、と調理学校に、えー、と通って
、えー、と取るっていう方法が一つと、もう一つは、えー、と飲食店ないしは給食センターみたいな、あとは製造業かな、食品製造業みたいなところに2年間以上、例えば週4日、1日5時間以上だったかな、を勤めましたっていう証明が。もらえれば、えー、と受験資格が得られるんですけど、えー、と僕は若い頃にね、えー、と某チェーン店の牛丼屋さんでアルバイトしてたことがあって、はいうんであのね、時期的に少しずれるんですよ、ラーメンを本格的に作ってる時期じゃなくて、その前にもうすでにだおいしんぼは僕、前回持ってて、散々読んでて、で、アルバイトをしてた時に、アルバイトだけど、調理師免許取りたいけど、証明出してくれますって言ったら、出してくれるって言ったんで、受けて受かってるってことです。うん、あなるほどね、うん、そこれはあの中でこうガチャンとなっちゃってるんでそういうふうに見えるんですけどもともとおいしんぼ読んでてアルバイトも牛田さんにしてた時期で若い頃ですよねしててでその時に取ったってことですね。わ、うん、かりましたちょっとすごい疑問に持ってたから<笑>あれと思って<笑>説明してなかったしテレビでは。そうですね So,、um, my question was more of the chef's license. So, in Japan, you have to have there's an exam to become a chef. To get a chef's license, and what it does is it's like an、uh, overall test for people who want to open up a business in Japan, but you don't have to have it. It's better if you do have it because it helps you get a higher payment, or、um, it also covers the safety, food safety license, so you don't have to take that.、Um, so he has that license from reading the manga Oishinbo, and I was wondering how he got it because technically there's only two ways to get it one, you go through school. And then you automatically get it, or two, you have two years of experience in the food industry for some type of prep work. And then they'll give you a certificate of saying that you had your two years' experience, and then you get the right to take the exam. So Kana san was actually been working at a restaurant, I think a gyudon place, for two years when he was young. So afterwards in the TV show, when they, he mentioned that he got the license. From reading the manga, it's not because he made、um, ramen after the ramen. It was more like he did it a bit earlier and he just had the right to it. So, I see.、Yeah. I see. Yeah, that's a good question. Thanks. Yeah, I saw that too. And I was like, wow, that's pretty amazing. Just reading the manga and then took the test. Yeah. But, yeah. Like,、huh. yeah. So, let's talk about the competition that is kind of the main reason why you're so well known. The um, you gain a lot of notoriety in Japan for winning a ramen competition while competing as an amateur chef against professional chefs. Could you please tell us the name of the competition and why you decided to enter it? そこでは、えー、とその一つはその大会の名前となぜあのその大会に参加しようと思いましたかえっとね、大会の名前は、これでもね、厳密に言うと、ちょっとね、えっ、ー、と、名前とそのなんか経緯とかをしゃべっちゃうと、日本ラーメン協会っていう協会の主催でやってて、そこにおそらくね、許可を取らなくちゃいけなくなるような気がしますわ、はい、それがまず一点あるので、でまあ、それ踏まえた上で話しますね、はいえっと。日本ラーメン協会っていうのが主催をしている新人王グランプリっていう大会があって、ただ今、現在はちょっとお休みしてるみたいですけど、うん、毎年11月にあの東京の駒沢の、えっと、オリンピック公園ってところで、東京ラーメンショーって大きい。全国からラーメン屋さんが集まるイベントがあるんですけど、その中の
、えー、とイベントのブースの中で、えー、とやってる大会みたいな感じですね、まず大会としては。一回ここで切りましょうか。それとも、はい、お願いします。はい。えっと、そう、あん、ふぅ、そう、there is a ramen association in Japan who runs the competition、uh, due to copyright rules. I can't give you certain information or their name, the name of the competition, but I will. Give you the information that I can. So, the Ramen Association does a ramen competition. Well, there's a ramen show every year at Komozawa Park, where within the park they have a ramen competition, and the competition is for、um, new upcoming ramen chefs. Hi. 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 あのテレビの中でもあのちゃんと伝わってないんですけど、僕2年連続出てるんですよ。で、うん、ある年に、えー、とアマチュアですけど、応募してもいいですかって言ったらあ、ぜひ応募してくださいって形で応募して、書類審査が最初あるんですけど、通って、試食審査っていう、全然会場とは別のところで、ラーメン店で試食審査をするんですけど、うん、そこでも、あのー、すごいあの、全然評価を得られなくて、その年、うん負けてしまったんですねであとはもう周りのこうプレッシャーにすごく怖くてもうちょっとその年もうちょっと翌年参加するのをやめようかなと思うぐらいちょっともうボロ負けをしたんですね。でそもそも何で応募したかっていうと,、えー、と自分が作ってて周りの家族とか友達が食べてくれたらこれ美味しいって言ってくれるの当然なんですよ。なぜならば知ってる人がお金を払わないで食べるわけですから。ね、作ってる人も知ってれば美味しいって言ってくれるんですけどただ自分の作ったラーメンが客観的に見られた時に本職の方々がどう感じるのかっていうのが知りたくて参加したっていうのが、えー、と一番最初の取っかかりですかねそれで、えー、と出たけど1回目はボロ負けしたでもう怖くて参加するのをやめようかなと思ったんですけど2ヶ月ぐらい経ったらやっぱりこのままで終わるのは嫌だなと思ったんで、はい、自分の作ってるラーメンは全然まだまだ、えー、とレベルとしてはプロに達してないんだってことが初年度分かったんで、はい、じゃあ努力してそこまでもう一回持っていこうって言って2年目とか2回目に、えー、と参加したら結果優勝できたっていうことです。はい、えっと、So on the TV show,、um, the... They didn't go over this, but I actually applied to the competition twice.、Um, the first time I actually failed and didn't go well. So, for the competition, it's actually a two step process. One is you do a paper application, and after you go past the application, you, there's a food tasting test. So,、um, I didn't get through the food tasting test the first time around. But the reason why. That the competition, like I joined the competition, was because as a home cook ramen chef, you are only allowed to, you only have experience of serving your family and friends, and they always say it's good. But of course, they say it's good because you're making it for them for free. But just wanting to know how your ramen matches up to the pros and how what their perception would be about. Ramen is like a good way to test yourself, so that's why.、Um, join he joined the ramen competition, so yeah. But after failing, 
the first time it was kind of scared wasn't thinking of applying the second time around but after two months he realized that he had to try harder so for that next year he tried really he tried a lot of experimentation and tested himself and won the competition i see i see yeah they didn't talk about that on the show so what was the ramen that you made for the competition で、そこの大会で作ったラーメンってどういうラーメンでしたっけえっとね、シーチキンラーメンっていうラーメンなんですけど、で、マグロをマグロえっと鶏とマグロを使ったえっと醤油ラーメンですね。So um the ramen was called sea chicken ramen. It is a combination of maguro or tuna and chicken which show you chintan. Chintan desu yo ne. Chintan desu, chintan desu. Chintan. I see, I see. Maguro te ano kekko kusami ga aru to omoimasu kedo kekko muzukashiku nakatta desu ka? Muzukashikatta desu yo. Sukoshi nanka kei nande sore ni shita ka te kei to ka mo shabetta hoga iisu? Ah, odashi ki ni narimasu. Ah, jaa eto yuto mae no toshi ni boromake shimashita. で、その時に作ったラーメンっていうのが、鶏と煮干しの醤油ラーメンで、普通の醤油ラーメンだったんですよ。うん、で、今年チャレンジするんだったらどうしよう。当然のことながら、えっ、ー、と、なんていうかね、準決勝、会場までは行きたいと思ったんで、そこに勝ち上がらなくちゃいけないと思って、過去にやってた大会の優勝作品をもう一回見直すと、何らか特徴を持ってるラーメンだったんですよ。例えば、鮮魚で金頭を使ってたりとか、何か貝を使ったりとかってことがあったんで、煮干しと鶏だともうシンプルすぎるんだろうなと思ったんで、何か他にないものを探さなくちゃいけないなってことで、僕市場が好きなんで、築地が当時、えー、ありましたから、築地を歩いてて、ここで何かがないかなと思った時に、仲のいいマグロ屋さんで、まあ、マグロの頭を見つけて、それを使おうって思ったのがまず、えー、ときっかけです。一回ここで切りましょうか。はい。はい So, um, the very first competition, oh, so basically it was like, why uh, the, the Maguro chicken shoyu was created. There was actually a, a thought process behind it. So the first time before the competition, um, a Niboshi chicken was created and it didn't really go through because Kanda-san realized that it's actually a very normal thing to create. Um, So he looked into the past winners of the competition and realized that each and every bowl had some type of uniqueness to it, maybe an ingredient or the way they make it, but something that made it quite different from a normal bowl. So um, to win, he was trying to figure out what type would make his ramen unique. And by chance, he lived near close to um, Tsukiji. So he walked around and found a Maguro head and decided that maybe He should make a maguro chicken shoyu. What about? Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. Is that? Then, ah, no. You said that. Oh, okay. 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 
一度使用するといいよとか、えー、お酒を使うといいよとか、えー、と焼いてみてもいいよみたいなアドバイスをいただいて、一個ずつ試してって、一番僕がしっくりくるのが焼くって手段だった,だったんで、マグロの頭を一度焼くってことをするのと、でやっぱりベースでしっかり下支えがないといけないので、えー、と鶏でスープを取る。で、鶏でスープを、えー、取ったものに焼いたマグロの頭を入れる。そしてそ、まあえー、と中まで喋っちゃうと、そこにお酒を入れるということで、えー、と臭みがなくて、えーと、魚の味がして、で香ばしい香りがして、ちょっとした、えー、とお酒の清涼感があるっていうスープができて、それが別が出来上がって、ラーメンが出来上がったって感じですかね。1年間ぐらいかかりましたよ。それ、何回も<笑>やあのトライアンドレーラー繰り返して、最終的にこれだっていうふうになるのは、前の年負けて、次の年まで行くまでかかってるんで、1年かかってますね。あでもマグロの頭結構安い方じゃないですか、部位あもうね、極論言うとた,ただみたいなもんですよ。あのすね、僕は仲卸さんと仲がいいので、マグロの身をちゃんと買います。自分で食べる本とか友達と飲んだりするときに買っていくんで、2歳買えばあの頭は本当にただみたいな値段で分けてもらいます。頭もね、脳天って肉と、頬肉って肉と、顎肉って肉があるんですけど、はい、それは商品価値あるんで、それも外した状態ったら、もうあとはもう。マグロ屋さんとしてはゴミに捨てるものなんで、それを分けてもらってた感じですね。That was a question actually I was going to ask, and he just answered it. So cool. What was your question? Ask <laughs> it, a, so he answered it. Yeah, he answered it before I was going to ask it. Oh, but ask it so the listeners know what the question is. Oh, no, I was going to ask what, what is the process of dealing with the maguro and making a soup out of it. But he、okay. answered the question, yeah. So,、um, maguro is actually really, really smelly when you make it. So,、um, at first, he boiled it and it was still smelly. But then he got some advice from a Japanese chef who suggested using sake or putting some salt over it or grilling it to help take away the smell since it can be really bad. So, after spending like a year of trial and error, he find, found a, a good. Process where he got the scent of the, the fishiness out of the soup and to also match with the umami of the chicken.、Um, so, fish heads are really, really, the ones that he used were really cheap and he got it for almost for free for a couple of reasons. One, he has friends in Tsukiji who w a s willing to give it to him for relatively cheap or free. Two,、um, it was a, an area he didn't use the actual meat like the cheek. Or the jaw meat or the top of the head meat. He had just, it was the leftover head of that that was used. So it was relatively something that everyone throws away. He got that for free, almost free. I see, I see. And how did it feel when you won the competition? どういう、そうですね。<笑>優勝すると思ってなかったんですよ、正直な話。あのー、目標としては、準決勝、要は会場に行ってラーメン作るところまでを僕、目標に作ってったんで、うん、優勝すると思ってなかったんで、うん、んなびっくりしたんですかね。そ<笑>う He didn't think he would win, honestly. He just wanted to go to the finals or semifinals. But yeah, so when he was, when he did win, he was very shocked.、Mm-hmm. And after winning, did you 
not consider opening your own ramen shop or doing something in the ramen world? で優勝した後そういう自分の店持ちたいとか経営したいっていう気持ちなかったんですかそれはねあの、ま、正直に言うと全くないですかって言ったらこれ嘘になるんです。うんうん、でただ、えー、と意外と年も食ってて冷静なもんであのラ,ーメンラーメン屋さんってラーメンの味作ることだけがお仕事じゃないんですよ。結局従業員さんの雇用の問題であったりだとかで当然のことながら、えー、とラーメン店というのは企業なので利益もきちんと出さなくちゃいけないしで僕の場合だったら家族も養わなくちゃいけないしいろんなことがあるうちの中のお仕事の中の一つがラーメン作りとか味作りってことなのでそう考えるとそこまでこう全部背負ってできるかって考えたら。逆にラーメン作ることだけに特化して趣味でやってる方が僕は結果楽しいんだろうなっていうふうに思ってるのでそれを選択してるって感じですかねあの野球をする子が全員一郎目指さなくていいじゃんって僕は思っててあの少年野球を教えながら河川敷で草野球をやって自分も打ったり自分が監督したりとかそんな楽しみ方もあるんで僕はそっちでいいかなって思ってるっていうのがえー、と思いというか気持ちですかね。Uh-huh. So,、um, after winning the competition, he didn't think about, he did kind of think about having a ramen shop because it's not like he didn't. But the thing with becoming a ramen shop owner is all the complications and responsibilities that come with having a business.、Um, it's not just about making good ramen. Or what you think is good, it's about taking care of employees, thinking about rent, thinking about supporting the family while trying to be successful and making the taste of the ramen is just a very small part of the actual business. So instead of having that responsibility, and especially with the age of what of his age of that time,、um, it was more fulfilling to just have ramen making as a hobby. So, you could just focus on the taste. So, an example would be like baseball, where not everyone, everyone who likes playing baseball should need s to become a pro baseball player like Ichiro. They could just enjoy the game and just buy themselves as a hobby. As a coach or something, too, right? Yeah, cool. You want to ask your question? Oh, no, I guess they kind of answered your question, too. So, that's. Um, that's an amazing. What, what year was the competition, by the way? I, forget, I forgot to ask. So the competition was 2014 when he was 39. That's a good、uh, goal to meet before. Pretty cool thing to accomplish before 40. So, a lot of、uh, people who listen to the show are very interested in making ramen at home. So, a lot of them are making ramen at home. And so, wanted to just ask you some tips for making some good ramen. Uh, um, うん、okay, 
So um, what advice could you give on making tare? And what are some important things to consider when you're making a tare? えっと、最初はタレの方行こうと思っていて、でタレ作る時のアドバイスとか注意点とかありますか<笑>そこから、うんと、ちょっとその前あいいかな。タレ、タレ、そうですね。You can start from the before. Before is fine too. あそれじゃなくても別に、まあ、そのラーメン全般的にの自作ラーメンの関するものなので、入りやすい。ところからでも大丈夫ですよ。すね、あの結構僕自身もね、いろんな方から質問を受けるんで、えー、その方に返す言葉と同じことを今説明しますね。で、うん、三角形があるとすると、一番上にえっ、ー、と人としてとか、えっ、ー、とラーメンを作るためにはみたいな考えがまずあって、その下にえっ、ー、と料理だとか、えー、素材だとかラーメンの作り方の本質みたいなところがあって。その最後下に手段があるんですよ。うんうん、僕の頭の中では。で、タレのこととか、えー、とスープの炊き方って、ここの手段の話なんですね。で、みんなここから入りたがるんですよ。はい、でも、その上ができてなかったら、なんていうんですかね、キャンパスに点書いてるだけで、いつまでたっても絵にならないんですね。だから、皆さんに大体言うのは、一番最初に、どのシーンでどのラーメンをどういうふうに作りたいかってことをまずイメージを作ってくださいってことをお願いしますね。で、その上で、ね、あのー、タレをどうするとか、スープをどうするとか、麺をどうするっていうのが、それを達成するための手段の一つでしかないので、そこだけをコアに行くと、なかなか回答に困るって言ったらいいんですか全然隠すつもりはないので、全然お教えするんですけど、回答に困っちゃうっていうのが、僕の経験経験談ですかね。はい。土曜のラーメン、うん、もう一回言ってもらえますか。全部入らなかったので。あでも入る。えっとね、えー、っとなんていうんですかね。人としてみたいなところです。まず一番上が人としてって話があって、はい、その次にえー、っと料理とか、えー、素材の本質ってところがあって、はい。でその下に最後手段。タレをどうするとか、麺をどうするとか、スープをどうするとか、はいで。本とかネット見ると、その手段しか書いてないんですよ。はい、その前段の,、はい、あの料理の本質とかってところも書かれてますし、当然のことながら人としてなんてことは書かれてなくて、そこをすっ飛ばして手段に行くと、なかなかね、迷路に迷うかなって僕は思ってますね。はいうんで人としてっていうあの考えるとし、うん、するときは何を注意すればいいか。えっ、ー、とですね、すごくいい言葉があって、これ英訳するの難しいかもしれないですけど、日本の語呂合わせですけど、はい、鳥柄、豚柄、人柄って言葉がラーメンの中ではあるんですよ。はい、日本なので語呂合わせですよね、ガラガラガラで。で、鳥柄ってのは当然のことながらラーメンのスープに使う鳥柄。で、豚柄も豚柄。人柄ってのは、えー、人そのものを別にずんどの中に人が入るってことじゃないですよね。作るのが人だってことなので、この人によって味が大きく変わりますってことなんですね。でそれはおそらくね、技術を持ってますとかっていうことももちろんあるんでしょうけど、その人の気持ち、だからテレビの番組の中でも言ったと思うんですけど、おもてなしの心ってことを僕言ったと思うんですけど、おいしん坊を見たときに感じましたっていう話なんですけど、この人がどういう人で、この人がどういうラーメンを食べたくて
そのために僕は何をしたらいいんだろうっていう考えを持てる人が必要なんだと思うんですよ。はい。ちょっと通訳してみますね。はい、<笑>難しいですよ。<笑> so, so when thinking about ramen, it's not necessarily just like tare noodle soup, because that is just a method of how to deliver the ramen. So, when Kanda-san thinks about ramen and what he teaches people, when people ask him for advice, is to think about ramen making as a pyramid structure.、Um, at the very top, you have people. In the middle area, you have ingredients and type of cooking methods or types of cooking. And then the very bottom is the actual method of how to do the ingredients or how to make your ramen. So, a lot of times with ramen books, In Japan or in general, is they only teach you one section, the actual method of how to make something, but it doesn't really go over the ingredients or the type of person or type of person you're trying to create that ramen for. So the advice is to think about the person. So this is more like、um, the type of flavor you want to make. So there is a little pun that he uses, it's called. Torigara, butagara, hitogara. So it's translated, it's like a pun because you have the gara rhyme, but it translates as chicken, pork, and then human personality. So, and this concept of it's not just putting or creating ramen for yourself, but it's the feeling of trying to make something what that person might want from your ramen. So you need to think about that when making the ramen. Does he, the, does he place importance on the ramen that the person making the ramen wants to make, or more importance on the person eating the ramen wants to eat? So, 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 えー、とラーメンというか料理そのものっていうのは相手あってのものだと僕は思ってるんで自分も食べて美味しいですけど自分食べて美味しいだけで作ってる人って僕少ないと思うんですよね。誰かに食べてもらって美味しいって言ってもらうことに嬉しさとかやりがいを感じるはずなんで。うんやっぱりそうですね自分が食べて美味しいは当然なんですけど相手に食べてもらって美味しいと思ってもらえるものをどう作るかが何ていうかな真髄というか本質じゃないかなと思います。So concept of cooking is for others you don't necessarily make food or you don't find much satisfaction making food that's good for you because generally it is good for you but the satisfaction of cooking Comes from making something that someone else thinks is really good. So, in general, when you do cook, it's, be it's、um, better to, or not better, but it's normally you should think about the person who's eating or the person you're serving. Is there like a methodology for, like, how do you do that? Like, that's such a good, that's such a good idea, but how, do you, how, does, how does someone do that? Like, what do you take into account when? You're thinking about those things. So, I think that's what I'm talking about. I think that's what I'm talking about. I think that's what 
いい考えでいい基礎だと思ってるんですかそれをどう取り込めばできるかっていうところを疑問として持っていてどうすればいいかなんかありますかどうあのね<笑>難しいなそれどうするが手段なので気持ちの中にそれを持つことが大切で、うん、それを人のためにラーメンを作るって気持ちを持って作ると例えばですけど丼を温めるってことをしたりとかするんですよなるべくああの熱々の状態で、えー、とラーメン食べてほしいと思ったら丼にそのままタレと油とスープ入れて麺入れてってことをしないで一回丼にお湯入れてで丼ちゃんと温めてでお湯捨ててで何だったら水がそこにお湯が残ってるとスープ詰まっちゃうからちゃんと一回布巾で拭いてとかってことをすると思うので何をしたらいいですかっていうか人,の食べ人が食べてもらうってことを意識して作ることによって立ち振る舞いが変わるってことですね。ああ。うん。了解です。So It's not really how you make it. It's just the. I guess it's kind of saying that it's how you think about it. It's not how you do it. So, for example, it's when you're making ramen, you warm up the bowl, and then because you want to make sure that they have a really hot bowl, and then you wipe the bowl if you,、uh, if you use it with, I don't know, was it, was it noodles? I'm not sure. So, basically, You wipe the bowl if you warm it up in hot water because you don't want the soup to get、uh, diluted, or you strain the noodles really well because you want them to actually experience the flavors of the soup. So it's that type of、uh, thinking that helps. It's not really what you have to do to do it.、Mm, I see, I see. So just always putting the person that you're making the ramen for to the top of mind. It's like you said, the triangle, right? Yeah, I think it's like. It's not really what you should be making.、Mm-hmm. It's more like how you want the person to experience your experience. Oh, I see. I see. I and then, as far as, yeah, yeah, I think, I, yeah, it feels like <laughs> it's a very deep, it was so profound when he was saying it. It's like, oh my God, I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> and then, as far as the second part, before we get into the methods, he's talking about, you know, the cooking or the, the, the ingredients and things. Can you、uh, elaborate more on that too? The pyramid structure? Yeah, yeah, I mean the second part of it, you know. その次の段階で人柄終わってからその食材とかの話なんですけど、うん、それもちょっと詳しく説明してもらえますかそうですね。えっ、ー、と、僕がさっき言った通り、一つのマイブームを三年ぐらいかけてありますっていうのには、そこが関わっていて、えー、と醤油をどうするとか煮干しをどうするとかってことにはそもそもその素材のことが、えー、とどういう素材でこれを、えー、とどう調理するとどうなるとかどういう味が出るとか時間を短くすることによってどうなるとか長くするとどうなるって素材そもそもを理解するのにやっぱりそれなりの時間がかかるんで、えー、と素材一つ一つをちゃんと何て言うんだろうな、えー、特性とかその役割みたいなことを理解するってことがないで、えー、と次に行っちゃうとなかなかなんですかね、えー、難しいかな何て言ったらいいんだろうなと偶発的には美味しいものができるかもしれないけど本質をきちんと得た形にはならないかなって思ってるってことですかね。うんうん So, in terms of ingredients,、um, Kanasa mentioned about he takes about three years to master 
or be satisfied with the level of ramen he makes. And the three years actually goes into the ingredients area. So the ingredients is more like what type of ingredients that's being used and understanding the qualities and characteristic of that ingredient where it's like, how would you use it? How would you incorporate it? What type of cooking method is needed to extract the flavors or what type of flavors you want? So once you, if you don't do that, you do make, you might make a pretty good ramen, but it might be a little lacking if you don't understand the core essence of what those ingredients are. And, and, and during, during those three years, are you doing like just trial and error? Like, I'm, I'm kind of curious, like, how do you test if you're getting closer to what you want? Are you starting with a, a taste in mind and you're chasing that? Or is it more you're, you're, you're taking ingredients and you're just trying to extract as much flavor as possible? なんかトライアンエラーでこれやってダメだった、美味しくないよねっていう、どこどこのなんとかのラーメンっていうもうアウトプットっていうかもうそこでゴールが見えるじゃないですか。えっと、塩を使っていくんだろうとかっていう組み立てができてくると思うんで、まずはゴールを作ることですね。そこに対する、えっと、手段を考えていくのが、まあ、そうなんですかね。僕はよく言うんですけど、これもややこしいから。PD
So you need to make a pork broth in Python. And then you think about, oh, they don't use shoyu, so you have to think about salt. So what type of salt would you need to actually get that type of image of ramen? And it's just that cycle of looking, going back and tasting and trying. So in Japan, they use a term for business, PDCA cycle. I'm pretty sure they use this in America as well, right? So PDCA cycle where you plan your, and then you do it and then you check it so taste check and then you apply action afterwards based on what the after your check so it's just that cycle of trying error to get to that point of what you imagine or what your goal is of that point. this is okay so for someone like me who doesn't have access to good ramen shops or anything because i'm in hawaii is there any advice on how to get better should i just go to Japan and eat ramen? Or what's the best way to get better if you don't have access to set a goal, maybe, perhaps? あの、その、ところは厳しいかなと思ってて、ハワイだとあんまり美味しいラーメン店がないので、あとあのリスナーとかそこまで美味しいラーメン店がないから手段としてラーメンを作ってるっていうのいるんですけど、その人に対してどう
前提条件で頭に入れていただけたらなと思います。So when making ramen at home, you need to separate the concept of thinking of making something or trying to make ramen that's like the shop because the way they go at it is quite different from how you would go make ramen at home. At a shop, it's open almost every day. For more than nine hours. So it's very important to make ramen that's consistent and serves a large mass. Whereas if it's someone, or if you're making ramen at home, you're only making for a small amount of people and people that are relatively close to you. So you need to, when you're making ramen at home, know that there's a difference there. Okay. えー、とラーメン店においてのタレっていうのはその味が、えー、と営業時間中にぶれないためにタレにいろんなものを詰め込むことによって、えー、とラーメンの味がぶれにくくするんですけど家庭の場合12時間ずっとラーメン提供し続けることないじゃないですかなのでタレにたくさん入れるも必要は僕はないと思ってるんですよでなので、えー、と自,作で自作っていうか自宅でラーメン作る場合は、えー、と味の大きくウェイトの占めるものは僕はスープだと思ってるのでここにウェイトを置くべきだと思ってます。じゃあ、えーと、タレはどうしたらいいんですかっていう話で言うと、醤油ラーメンを作るんであれば、醤油だけで僕いいと思ってます。僕、基本的にタレにいろんなもの入れないですね。醤油しか使わないです。えーうん、えっと、その、ちょっと店の方に戻るんですけど、そのいろんなものを入れてるっていうことは、味がぶれないようにって言ってたんですか、ね。そういうことです。そういうことです。そういうことです。スープっていうのは結局ずっと炊きっぱなしにしてたら香りがなくなってったりとか、はい、こう煮詰まってきたりとか、で時によっては煮詰まった状態でお客さん出して数が減ったら多少水を増やしたりとかってことをしてったりとかするんでぶれるんですね。はい、で最近の入りのお店とかっていうのは一回全部作ってそれを一回こして冷却して提供ごとにぶれないように作ったりしてるお店もありますけど。それでもやっぱりぶれるんで、ぶれなくするたびに、その返しにいろんなものを詰め込む。ああ、それでごまかしてっていうことか。うん、プロの人たちはだって来て、朝来たラーメンと晩来たラーメン、違う味だって、じゃあ、味噌ラーメンと塩ラーメンだったらいいですよ。同じ醤油ラーメン、同じお金どうして食べるのに、違う味だったらお客様は絶対嫌がるじゃないですか。うん、365日営業時間、同じ味を出すのが、でその中で美味しいってことを演出するのがプロの仕事なので、そもそも違うんですよ、家で作ることとは。そうすると、さっき言ってる手段が変わってくるって話なんですね。Mm-hmm. うん okay. So, when you're making tare at a restaurant, it's quite different from how you approach it at home because the reasoning of how they do it at the restaurant is quite different. So, at a restaurant, you actually they add a lot of ingredients into the tare. Because they need to create a, a very consistent bowl. And the reason why they need the different ingredients is because throughout the day, since their soup is being boiled,、um, a lot of flavors might disappear, or not flavors, but it might evaporate. And then if you add water, the soup consistency or the taste might change. So to offset that, a lot of the restaurants or ramen restaurants they actually add extra ingredients into the tare so to give a more consistent bowl. Whereas, if at home you don't have to deal with that, so you can have a very simple tare. In the case of Kanda san, he just used shoyu and uses the soup as the main carrier 
of the flavors, but knowing how it's different between the ramen shop and at home actually contributes to how you would approach the method of how to make your own ramen. Wow. My mind is blown. <laughs> you know, I have all these ramen books that are made for ramen shops and I read them and I try to learn from them. So I never even thought about th those things that uh, the tari doesn't need to be that complex if you're not trying to run a restaurant. そういうこと考えてなくて、そのタレを真似してやってたんだけど、自作ラーメンの場合そこまで複雑なものを作らなくていいことを聞いてなんかびっくりです。おそらくね、本を作ってる人がその本質を理解してないんです、きっと。ラ
小麦粉とパスタマシンと乾水と水与えてこのレシピで作ってくれって作りますからね<笑>だから麺が一番僕は何んですかね簡単だと思います簡単っていうか、うん、作りやすいなるほど So he thinks that noodles are actually the easiest part of making ramen. The soup it actually has more variations between what ingredients, and it's hard to pre produce the same thing. But noodles itself, once you understand the concept and do the same thing, you can always get a consistent noodle. It's so easy that his six year old kid can make it. So, for all of you guys out there, if you're interested in a ramen making book or noodle making book, we might have a potential、yeah. person who can. We'll figure this out. Yes.、Yeah. We'll figure out how to bring it to the people outside of Japan.、Yep. Um, so、I'm, my mind is just completely blown with the, the difference between making ramen at home and making ramen in the restaurants. What, what are the kind of like the big, the big differences, I guess, in terms of like how you should approach ram, making ramen at home versus what we see in these books? You know, like I have all these. Like, I have all these books like this and things like this.、Oh. <laughs> like, what's the big difference of how you approach it at home versus those books? It's a lot of people who are getting 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 a lot of people. そうですね、少しじゃあ手段の話をそれを今結構ねいろいろ本質の話だとか、えー、と人としてみたいな話ができたんで手段の話を少ししていくとラーメンって、えー、とタレと油とスープと,、えー、と麺と具材この大きく5つに、えー、とこう分類されると思うんです。でえー、と一番なんて言うんだろうな味の構成を大きく占めるものってスープと麺だと思うんですよ。この2つだと思うんですよ。この2つ。<笑>で、えー、特にね、その何て言うんだろうな、味とかうまみっていうのは間違いなくこれスープなんですよ。で、ここをきちんと押さえて、えーと、あとはしっかりした麺だけあれば、それ以外は多少こう何て言うんですかね、えー、とあ後追いでも全然ラーメンとして成立するんですね。で、ここで一回切りましょうか。はい。So, um... We're going to go into a little bit more of the method then to approach it. So, in a ramen basic, I think it's the everyone knows this the five basics、uh, tare, oil, soup, noodle, and ingredients. So, in Kana san's opinion, one of the two of the most important things in ramen are the soup and noodle because they make up the majority of the actual ramen bowl. So, these are the places where you get most of the flavors, and this is the Uh, deciding factors of the flavor. So, for the soup, it is where you get the taste in the mommy. So, he finds that the soup is actually the most important to get the flavors. Hi. Okay, this is the name. So, soup is the name of the soup. 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 Soup is the name of the あるとするんですけど素材を理解しようとした場合僕は極力シンプルに作っていくんですけどそれってまあえっ、ー、と時間もかかる話だしあのもう少しなんですかね手段で端的に作るって話になると食材はある程度いくつか重ねた方が美味しくなりやすいです美味しく感じやすい
だから、えー、と手っ取り早く自作をとりあえず美味しいラーメンを作りたいんだっていうふうに考えるんだったら素材をいくつか組み合わせていくってことがまず一つで、えー、ともう一つはあ一回ここで切りましょうかあいくつあるんですかいやいや別に何個でもいいですよあいくつかあるかっていうのはそのえっ、ー、と複数合わせると、えっ、ー、と、美味しくなるってことと、あとはそれの順番って話ですね。ああ、うん。So,、uh, when making good soup, I'm gonna go over how to make good soup. So, one the very first topic was to understand the ingredients. So, if you understand the ingredients, you can ultimately make ramen that's really simple, be very, very tasty. And when you do that,、um, there's actually some tips or advice that's being given right now.、Um, one is to stack the flavors. So you should not just use one flavor. It's easier to make good ramen if you add multiple ingredients together to amplify the flavors. And umami. Hi, the Niban. Niban made it. えっと、じゃあ複数のものを重ねますって言ったらそれを全部一回寸胴に入れて水入れて炊けばいいんですかっていうとそうじゃなくて素材ごとに何て言うんですかねうまみの出る時間も違ければ素材あそうだね素材にはうまみとあと香りってものがあると思うんですけどこれの出る時間っていうのが違うので一番よく出る時間でタイムラグを置いて入れていかなくちゃいけないこれがまず1点あるってこととであとえー、僕が例えるのはよくね油絵とかこう絵を描くイメージなんですけど一番最後に入れた食材が一番上書きされていくんで風味が強く出るんですよ、うん、だからさっき言った、えー、豚柄入れます鶏柄入れます昆布入れます煮干し入れます鰹節入れますってなるじゃないですか一番最後に入れたものが風味もちろん当然一番量が入れたものが確かに、えー、と強く出るのは当然ですけどあとは一番に最後に入れたものが一番風味が立つのでどういうラーメンを作りたいかっていう話で言うと例えば鰹節の香るラーメンを作りたいと思えば一番最後に鰹節を入れればいい,、はいはいはいうん、だからその順番、えー、とそもそも素材の中で素材自体がうまみが出る時間と香りが出る時間が違うってことを理解するために同時にじゃなくて入れる順番を考えるって話とあとは最終的にゴールにする目的地がどういうラーメンにしたいかって話で言うとカツオを立たせたいのか昆布を立たせたいのか煮干しを立たせたいのかによっては当然のことながら選ぶ素材も違うけど入れる順番も変わってきますって話ですかね。So the next thing to look into is the actual order and time. Of what, you, what ingredients are being used. So, all ingredients they have a difference in how to extract umami as well as the fragrance. So, you need to be considering that instead of putting everything all in one pot because certain ingredients are extracted differently.、Um, then, also, you need to be considering how ingredients, what type of ingredients you want in the flavor bowl, what do, does a person want to experience. Kind of, it's kind of like、um, oil painting, where the last paint that you put is the one you see the most. So it's the same application in ramen, where the last ingredients that you might be using is the type of flavors or fragrance that you want to actually be a main component of your ramen. So, in the case of if you want a nuboshi or katsuo type ramen, you might want to add something at the end to make sure that taste and flavors and fragrance come out. So, it's really important to think about the order of what ingredients that you're 
including into the suit. Are there specific, um, any kind of rules for the best uh, maximum, like, you know, extraction of flavor and um, fragrance for like, for example, tonkotsu and then torigara and exact, et cetera, et cetera. Is there like a time, like a preferred time, I guess, to add them or to, or preferred time of boiling or simmering, I guess? えっと、その旨味とか香りを抽出するための えっと、長い時間煮込まなくちゃ、ちゃんと味が出ないんですけど、6時間から豚は8時間かな。パイタンになってくるともうちょっと8時間以上になりますけど、豚はそんな感じ。で、鳥は、えっと、本当に鳥はね、難しいんですよ。香りと旨味の出るタイミングが鳥って結構違うんで
当然、やっぱり作ってるか分かってますね。あの<笑>肩骨っていうのは大腿骨なので、おっしゃる通り、豚の中でも体の全部を支えてる骨なので、えー、と腱だとかその軟骨がしっかりしてるし、骨もしっかりしてるんで、おっしゃる通り、肩骨をまともにやると8時間ぐらい必要ですし、背柄っていうのは、その体の上で言ったら上部。であの人間はあの直立歩行ですけど、豚の場合4足で歩行するので、一番上のところに背骨があるんで、ここはそんなに頑丈にできてなくて、軟骨が比較的柔らかいんで、背柄だけだったらそうですね、おっしゃるとり4時間とか、6時間に行っちゃったらもう崩れるんじゃないですかね、全部。というのはありますね。はいはいうん、頭がまだもっと長いっていう<笑>、うん。頭は脳みそを守るものなので、しっかり当然のことながら骨で包まれてますから、そこを砕いてね、あれするには。まあ、それも時間を短くするためにハンマーで叩いて砕いてから煮るって手段もあったりしますけどね、うん、砕くとまだ時間変わるんですか私いつも同じ時間でやっちゃってるんです、砕いてもあとそれは砕くと僕は早くなると思いますよ、ただ軟骨が溶けるまでの時間は一緒だと思います。うん Just to go over the question, you want to know the extraction times for yes, yes. if there is a general rule of thumb.、Um, so, the general rule of thumb is the bigger the bone, the longer the boil. So, if you think about chicken, pork, beef, beef has bigger bones because it's a bigger animal, so they have to stay more weight. So, the bones are stronger. So, it takes a bit longer to boil beef or cow, whatever you call it, beef bone, compared to chicken because chicken is smaller, bones are less dense. So, That's the very first concept of thinking of methodology. And then from there, in general, these are just general rules of thumbs, not completely absolute. But for pork,、um, if you're trying to make a chinton, it would take about maybe six to eight hours. If it's pythons, probably eight hours or more.、Um, and even within pork, there's a difference between different sections of the pork. So, like the femur is more dense and it's heavier than maybe the back. So, it would actually take more time to boil than the back. So, the back would probably be like about maybe four hours or so, maybe more. It depends、um, what type of pork you have, maybe all that. But then you have the femur, which is much heavier. So, that's maybe six hours or more. And then for chicken,、um, chicken's kind of difficult to give around. But on general, it's about 46 hours. With chicken, it's a play between the umami flavors and fragrance. Like, it's easy to get the fragrance. Out first before the umami comes out, so it's that general rule. And then, lastly,、um, is dried ingredients like fish, miboshi, katsu, and these are relatively a shorter period of time, maybe like one hour, but it kind of depends what type of ramen you're trying to or flavors you're trying to get. So, if you boil it too long, it gets bitter, but if that's the end goal of your bowl, like maybe if you want the bitterness of miboshi, you might want to boil a bit more. Um, or if you don't just want the umami flavor, maybe boil a bit less. But in general, a lot of people use mizudashi, so you put the ingredients overnight in water to make the mizudashi and use that as the broth. Good. Yeah, yeah I think that's good. <laughs> um, when, he's making, when, when you're making ramen with,、um, and combining these multiple ingredients, are you just Are you using separate pots for each one or are you adding them in into one pot based upon the time? Like, I just wanted to clarify that. I think you could do both technically. Yeah, yeah you can. But does, does he do one、does、over he the do other?、It. Yeah.、Okay. So 
、えっと、その食材用のスープ作るとき、時間の差があるじゃないですか。それって、なんか手段として、あの、いろいろあるんですけど、基本的に神田さんは、その一つの寸胴に、その物を入れて、時間あずれで入れてるか、普通の寸胴で、普通の食材で煮込んで、最終的に一緒に混ぜるタイプ、どっちですかああ、なるほど。えっとね。僕は一本の寸胴で、えっと、完結させる。要は、ダブルスープ、トリプルスープってのはあんまりしないです。うんうん、でただ、えっ、ー、と、一本でそのまま全部入れてってやるっていくかっていうと、そうじゃなくて、えっ、ー、とね、途中で抜きますね。で、それは何かっていうと、動物が、えっ、ー、と、ここまででいいと思ったときに、さっき言った通り、動物は時間がかかって、乾物っていうのは時間が短いですって言ったと思うんですけど、動物がもうここでいいって思った瞬間、一回こします。こしちゃって、動物の柄が入ってないスープだけの状態にして、そこに乾物を入れてってる。なるほど。うん。で、乾物も今言った通り、そのまま乾物を入れるよりも、できればそれは少し水出し。水出しも、ジャブジャブな水に入れて、出汁を作る量の水を入れるんじゃなくて、ふやかすための量って言ったんですかね。乾物ってね、1に対して4ぐらい水吸うんですよ。昆布でも、えー、と煮干しでも鰹節でもそうなんですけどもともとある水気を済んでる状態から乾物ってのは4分の1から5分の1の,あの重量まで干すんで当然のことながら入れるとその分膨らむんでその分ちょっと超えるぐらいの水で、えー、と水出ししたものを入れていく、うん、でそこで塗り絵というか色をさっきの絵で言うと色を重ねていくって感じですかね。先ほど4分の1って言って、今回は半分ちょっと以上っていう話なんですけど、そこはまあ、調整っていう感じですか半分以上ってな ?4 分の1。だから、なんですかね。水と乾物の割合は4分の1の間隔で大丈夫っていうことですか水、本当要はそもそも乾物っていうのはもともとの重量に対して4分の1ぐらいの4分の1から5分の1ぐらいの重量になっちゃってる。ああ、なるほどね、そういうことか。そう煮干し1匹、例えば 10g だとすると、煮干しの状態だと 50g あった。なので、当然のことながらスープの中にいると40分、40g 分水吸っちゃうんですよ。その分、例えばスープなり水が減ってくんで。それを踏まえて水戻しをして、で、それをその動物系のスープの中に入れていく。で、それを必要以上に水を入れていっちゃうと、動物のスープが薄まっちゃうことになるじゃないですか。うん、例えば1の状態で、えー、と水を4か5ぐらい、えー、と煮干しに対して入れてれば、水はあの煮干し自体は少し膨らむぐらいで、水がたくさん入らないで動物の中に入ってくれますけど、それを1に対して30の水入れちゃったら、膨らんでも残り20いくつって煮干し水になるじゃないですか。それを動物の中にばって入れちゃったら動物のスープ薄まっちゃうじゃないですか。うん、っていうこと。うん、なるほど。僕が外国語しゃべれないので、使い方が難しいですよね。いやいや、なんか話の内容が点々と変わってきてるから、うん、まあ、すごい参考になるんですけど、えー、っと、翻訳、通訳するのちょっと。<laughs> so he generally uses one pot instead of multiple pots, instead of like the two pot, three pot soup thing. So generally, you get the animal soup first. And then what he does is after he gets the consistency or the soup that he wants, he strains it first. And then after that, uses the dry ingredient soup 
like the broth of mizudashi, it makes it. And then he was going into explanation of the how much of the mizudashi where how to make it. So the concept is to add the flavors and ingredients of umami of those maybe niboshi or katsu back into the soup. So the water, the amount of water you put is really important. So it doesn't offset the actual soup. So for example, um, a dried fish, it originally had water content in it. So you're trying to replace that water content. That's what you're doing with mizuboshi. That's why the amount is very important. Um, so if it's, I guess, a five gram fish and it lost four grams or four milliliters of water, you were trying to add an extra for that. So it'll be like four to one water ratio or water to ingredient ratio. But you think about those ingredients, the, the, the water content and how much water to add to make your miso dashi to add to your soup. Because the, the niboshi or the dried ingredients will suck up the water and then you won't have that to add to your soup, right? This is kind of what. Yeah. But if you put too much, then it gets just watery yeah. fish water and it kind of defeats the whole purpose of your animal soup. So uh -huh. it's that ratio becomes very important. Wow. And that's just, did he learn all, did you learn all that through just tra trial and error? <laughs> how, do you, how do you learn all these things? <laughs> that's amazing. Okay. そもそもそこでもたくさん質問しますしね。急に迷路<笑> <笑>理解をしてくれる方もいるので、じゃあ<笑> <笑>営業みたいですね。<笑><笑> <laughs> so yeah, he he learns he learned all this from those three years of trial and error, but also because he 
this wasn't mentioned in this podcast, but in the, the TV show, he actually goes to the factories of, and places where they act, distribute or manufacture like Niboshi, Katsuo, or like the shoyu places, how they make the shoyu. And by going there, he actually understands the ingredients and stuff, how it's made. And by asking all those questions, he gets a better understanding how to extract or make ramen from it. So, yeah. And I asked him, do people think he's weird or get scared when he call, cold calls them? And he says, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> but generally, um, the, the factories are fairly open once you tell them your situation, why you want to learn this, and what for what purpose. It's not like he's doing this for a profit. He's doing for um, out of passion. So mm-hmm. they understand that, and they're very passionate themselves of the work they do and what they create. So from that, you get some type of understanding or an, a communication of like, you know, like one of those, what do, what do you call those, the little piss bumps? Piss bumps. <laughs> situations. Where, like, and a lot, these, a lot of these manufacturers, like I've, I've heard, um, I was talking to this uh, distributor in America. They said a lot of these um, niboshi, um, what do you call it, what do you call it, kojo in English, these manufacturers or whatever, they're operated by very old people too, I've heard. So even more so, right? Like, what are you, what are you trying to do? <laughs> yeah. So, niboshi kojo te kekkyoku, toshiyori no kata ga oi te yu dokoro da ka kekko bikkuri sareru ki ga shimasu ke do, so yu kanji desu ka? それ外国人の場合言ったらもっと警戒するのかな。いや、それはそうですよ。だって外国語わかんないし文化違う人だから余計あら怪しむと思うので、そこのハードルは高いと思うと思いますよ。それは当然。日本ペラペラの外国人だ
all of a sudden comes over to an old person and says, oh, teach me Niboshi or Koyu. <laughs> yeah. So Kanda-san actually recommends if you are interested of learning a bit more of these type of ingredients, it might be better to go to a distributor who has contacts to those factories because in general, they know the general ingredients, the concept between every single ingredient. Plus they have the connections to the factories. So once you go to the distributor and get to know them, you get the general information. It's faster than going and uh, knocking on everyone's factory stores. Mm -hmm. And from there, they can give you an introduction and make things a bit more smoother. But yeah, that's what um, Kondasan did too. Yeah. Not only did he just go to the factory, he went through distributors. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I, I, I w- if I'd like to ask your question, if you want, don't mind, like the pressure cooker one. Oh yeah. Or do you want? Yeah. You can ask it. Or so, do, have you ever used pressure cookers for making ramen at home? Is that something that's that you do, or do you always um, spend the time to boil the bones or simmer the bones for yeah. the long time? えっと、結構海外だと圧力鍋を使ってるんです。ラーメンチサプラーメンで。で、実際にこのさんも圧力鍋を使ってますか使ってますかえっとね、使ったことはありますで、ただ、えっと、常時使ってますかっていうと、あんまり使ってないですかね。で、圧力鍋って僕もさっき言ったその手段の中の一つで
because once uh, we talked previously about the time lag of ingredients. So if you have like ingredients that are take a long time, or if you want to offset the time lag, you might want to use a pressure cooker to make sure that you get extract umami at the right time. Um, so for example, if also for a pressure cooker from his knowledge, it doesn't really boil the soup. It just puts pressure on it. So if you release the pressure, it actually starts boiling. So maybe it's not ideal for chintan, but maybe ideal for python. But in general, when using pressure cooking cookers, you're supposed to think about um, the time lag and the type of ingredients and how you want to take the fragrance out of it. So with that, you might want to use that instead of maybe, or you might want to use a regular boy instead of pressure cooking. But it's basically what you're trying to go for. All goes back to that first thing he was talking about. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of do that. I do yeah. the pressure cooker for the bones, the pork bones, and uh -huh. then at the very end, the something that takes less time. I just do regular boil. Yeah. Oh, man, it's, we're going kind of long, so I'm trying to figure out which questions to do. So many questions. Um, I'd like to talk about the so on on uh, Gekire-san, You mentioned that you made menma from scratch and I'm trying to figure out how to do that too. So does he have any tips for people on how to make menma from bamboo shoots? Um, for people outside of Japan, it's very hard to get. So um, if there's any basic tips for that. Gekirea-chan-san,では、その面馬を手作りで作ってるっていう話はあったんですけど、その面馬って結局海外だと買うの難しいので、それをなんか作り方とか家で作るためになんかチップとかありますかあのメンマ自体をじゃあえっとねそうですねメンマってそもそもタケノコなんですよだからタケノコそのメンマ自体が買えないってなるとえっと自分でタケノコを取ってくるって話になるん
Machiku Kake. And then the ones in Japan are Monso. Monso Dake. Monso Dake. So those are the two types of uh, bamboo that's generally used for menma. So for bamboo, they usually are grown to like one meter. So if you were to try to get it from scratch, you can technically try to get that type of bamboo. And once it grows about one meter, you cut it down. And from that one meter, you get the actual very bottom area where the it's made of the menma. It's usually the length of the menma. Mm -hmm. So you would cut off the top, cut off the bottom, and then you would cut in a way that it becomes like flat. And from that flatness, you cut into little cubes of the menma if you want. I see. That's how they get it to look like that. Yeah. And then what about the fermentation process and things? I know that, does he know about, I mean, I, mean, I guess he's going to continue, but. あの、竹に何かけてる竹なので、当然のことながら繊維質もしっかりもうできてきてるのと硬いんですよ。で、これをあの食べてる麺馬の状態に持ってくにはどうするかっていうと、乳酸発酵させなくちゃいけないんですよ
、これごめんなさい、本当は言いたくなかった。<笑><笑>大丈夫、きっと、大丈夫、大丈夫。庭で誰もタケノコを履いてないから。うん。そうで、ん。I guess we're going into a bit more of the fermentation. So, after you, make, you cut the memma, it's actually very, very hard. So, that's why you need to go through the fermentation process. So, you do it similar to like how you make umeboshi. You might wash it, you sanitize it, and then、um, let it sit in some type of, I don't know, bacteria or salt, maybe, and let it sit for maybe half a year to get it. But a lot of times, it's,、uh, it's very difficult because you have a possibility of it going to rot.、Mm -hmm. So, he has a secret method. He doesn't really want to tell you guys, but <laughs> he's very generous. So, he tells, told us.、Um, basically, he says to、um, freeze it. So, after doing different types of methods, the main concept of Mema is trying to make it soft. So, what type of methodologies are there in cooking to make it soft?、Um, you can pressure cook it, boil it, but it doesn't get as soft as a regular Mema, this type of texture. So, what he thought of was to actually freeze the memma to break down the cellular structures of the strains and fibers. So,、um, so, you first blanch it really fast and then you put in a ziplock, wipe it down, put in the ziplock, and freeze it. And so, once you bring it, and after freezing it really hard and cold, you take it out and defrost it naturally. And from there, if you blanch it again and Add some flavors, it gets very similar to the textures and flavors of the regular memma. Wow. And that's without fermentation at all? Yeah, that's without、wow. fermentation. <laughs> But I think in a, like abroad, you might not see the raw bamboo that yeah, much. Yeah. I think you see like the packaged bamboo. Yeah, it's almost all it's packaged bamboo. Yeah. So it has to、yeah. be, so it's raw bamboo you're working from. Yeah, yeah this、I、is、see. raw bamboo. タケノコよりも一回全部剥いたパッケージされてるタケノコはあるんですけどその場合は似てるような感じですか味付けつければいい結局でっかくなってないから繊維が弱いと思いますよ、うんうん、要は節がまだおそらく本当にタケノコだから細いタケノコなのか太いタケノコなのかわかんないですけど節がこれだけしかないでしょでも要は僕が言ってるのはもっと長くなってるタケノコなので一個の節がこれぐらいの長さこれがメンマーの長さなのでそもそもが違うと思うかなって気がします。まあ、そこはいろんな工夫で欲しいやってあれば。だから形を例えば包丁で切ってってそれぐらいの長さにしてってそれぐらいの逆に言ったら短いタケノコだったらわざわざ冷凍までしないまでもあのなんていうんですかね圧力鍋とかぐらいで柔らかくなってそれらしくなるかもしれないですね。そうや。So, the, the ones that are being sold, I guess, in America or maybe abroad are the packaged ones, and they're much shorter. They're not the size of what a memma would be. So, they're also,、um, since they're beginning to grow, they're quite soft compared to memma, where it's about to be an adult. So,、mm -hmm. it's a bit, a bit tougher. So, you might not need to go through the process of making the bamboo a bit softer for texture. You can just probably use it as is, or you can go through regular. Um, softening methods like boiling or pressure cookers to get that consistency and just put flavoring. So、oh, I think I it depends on what you're trying to get. Yeah. That's cool. That's, that's pretty amazing. We, <clears throat> okay.、Um, let's try to get to <laughs> I want to ask so many of these questions, but we're kind of, we've already gone so long.、Um, you, you have a group 
called、uh, Jisaku Ramen Kenkyu Kai or、uh, Homemade Ramen Research Society. Is this a group that meets in person or is this a Facebook group only? えっと、そのフェイスブックではグループがあると思いますけど、自作ラーメン研究会っていう、今着てるシャツだと思いますが、えっと、そこで実際にみんな,なんか顔とか合ってるんですか普通にグループですだけのみで、インターネットグループのみで存在してるんですかいや、えっとね、合ってる人も、まあ、2500人全員に会うのは無理なので、<笑>中に合ってる人はいますよ。うん、僕そうこれで年に1回仲間たちと旅行したりもしてますし、でそうですね、あのー、僕が名古屋で月に1回、今お店やってるんですけど、そこに食べに来てくれた人もいますし、うんうん、実際会う人もいます。で、最近やってますけど、オフ会もやりたいなとは思ってますけどね、あのー、関東が一番やりやすいので、実は僕、えー、と来月か再来月には、今名古屋にいるんですけど、転勤で東京に戻るので、東京に戻ったら、またそういう集まりをみんなでやって、お互い作り合ったものをこう食べたりとか、感想をやったりする会はやろうかなと思ってますけどね。え、メンバーは結局、あ、結局じゃなくて、メンバーは結構、あの関東の中心なんですか単純に人口に比例してるんじゃないですか。それと同じか。そういうこと、そういうこと、そういうこと。わかりました。うん、so,、um, Facebook group is not necessarily like a meet-all, but He has met with a couple of people、um, once a year in Nagoya. They would have a trip where they would all meet up.、Um, he wants to, in the future, create like a meet and greet. And since right now he's in Nagoya, but I think in a month or so, he said that he's going to be moving back to Tokyo. So when he goes to, to Tokyo, he was thinking of inviting everyone to eat ramen together and give each other like. フラワーで場所を提供してくれるって言ってくれてる人が自作ラーメン研究会の中に一人いるんでその人がねあのなんだっけ社交ダンスの先生かなんかをされててダンスフラワーがあってでそこでなんか多少厨房もあるみたいで,でそこでやってもいいですよっていう方があのいらっしゃるのでそこでオフ会やってもいいかもしれないですよね。楽しみですそう何人か作る人があの作って持ってきますっていうふうに手を挙げてくれる人がいたら3人か4人持ってきてもらってでまあ人数を集めて食べて感想を言いでまあ簡単な会費ぐらい場所も貸してもらうんで多少お金を払わなくちゃいけないでしょうから、はい、本当に割り勘程度の会費でできるんじゃないかなと思ってるんですけどね誰も作らなかったら僕が作る羽目になるんでしょうけど<笑>僕は他の人が作ったやつ食べたいんですよね。<笑>私のまずいラーメンでよければ作りますよ。あぜひぜひ。でもね、人の前で作るってのは絶対に成長させるんで、自分自身を。うん、人のためにそうあの、食べてもらおうと思ったら、プレッシャーもかかるんで、で食べてもらって作ると、絶対レベルアップするんで、僕はいいことだと思いますよ、食べてもらう。じゃあ、あの頑張ってやります。うん、ぜひぜひぜひ。So, yeah, 
he is so i guess i'm invited for the <laughs> nice common meet and greet next time <laughs> they got a ballroom they can rent so yeah a couple of people can bring their ramen we can all taste it and they critiqued it and they can crit- critique my ramen see if my ramen's okay or nasty nice. or bad <laughs> i don't know we'll see oh man um you want to go you want to go ahead and ask your questions here yeah sure so my question is why he thinks there aren't that many women making ramen at home or just in general in the ramen industry but あんまり女性が自作ラーメンやってないのか、それ一つと、もう一つはあんまり業界的に女性がいないよねっていうところで、で、私の仮説としたら肉体労働結構大変よねっていうところだと思うんですけど、それ以外なんかあるのかなってい
。うん、あそうなんですか20代、30代めちゃくちゃ多いんです。あジュラインと私はちょっと年配の方っていう形になるんです。えー、そうなんであでもそれはあれじゃないですか。食べ物としてラーメンがどの程度根付いてるかの話なんじゃないですか。それが近年でてるんだったらそう、若い人たちってのは新しいもの食べるから、なんだこれうまいねってな,なるでしょうし、日本は昔からもう、ね、醤油ラーメンができて100年経ってるって話ですから。So,、um, in terms of why there might be more men than women, it might be a more of a ratio aspect of the population where a lot of the consumers of ramen are men compared to women. So, out of those population of consumers, you actually have a very small percentage to actually cook ramen. So, therefore, maybe that has an excuse perception of why women are there's a lot less women who make ramen. Another thing might be how men approach the hobby or the ramen. It's like, oh, if you have an image, you just jump into it and cook it. Whereas women,、um, they might taste the ramen and say, oh, it's good, but might not necessarily jump in and want to make it. So that's his reasoning, but he's not sure as well. But another thing that's quite interesting about the ramen making scene in Japan is that they're much older. So,、um, they generally be, are over 40 and above. There's not that many people that are in their 20s and 30s, which is quite a contrast where in abroad you have a lot more 20 year olds and early 30 year olds who are making ramen at home. And Kanasan thinks that maybe the, the reason, re reasoning behind this is because maybe younger people are more open to new types of food. And if they do like it, they might start picking up how making it. So, yeah. Cool. I'm going to say that 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 I'm Could you tell them that, the, the, like, say like, this list, the listener questions from here on out? Yeah. Okay.、Yeah. So, it's a little bit of a question. It's a little bit of a question. So, Hella Ramen asks、um, I, know, so、I know that he talked about at home, you can just use shoyu for shoyu tare, but he says, how would you start? A creation of a new shoyutare for home use? Hello, ramen. Insta no hito, nanskin, mina Instagram kitemas. Eto, karewa, atarashi, shoyu ramen tare tsukuru tameniwa, do sereba i kate, do yatemaskate. Atarashi, ma, such a totori, shoyu sono mono, scoute kotoga, boku no baiwa oi, not another. スープで、えー、とラーメンを作りたい、えー、と大半をそこで表現しちゃうから。でただ、えーと、アドバイスをするならば、タレと油っていうのは、えーと、インパクトを与えることもできるので、例えば煮干しを効かせたいラーメンでスープは作ったけど、もっと煮干しを効かせたいんだったら、タレの中に煮干しを入れたりとか、えー、と香味油の中に煮干しを入れるってことをすれば、よりもっとインパクトが出るので。そういう位置づけだっていうふうに思ったらいいんじゃないですかね。あとは甘みをちょっと持たせたいって思うんだったら、醤油の中にみりんを足していくとか、三温糖を足していくとか
チェックと言います。基本的に僕はスープさえきっちり使えば、えー、と作れば、醤油はもう、醤油だれは醤油だけで成立するっていうふうに考えています。So, Kanasan just what you said earlier, he just makes, uses shoyu for his tare because he thinks the soup is the most important. If the soup is good, you could just use regular shoyu to make it good. But if you were to try to make some type of tare,、um, It's to think about what type of flavors you want to extract or make from it. So, when you're thinking about tare and oils, basically it can help add impact of the bowl that you're trying to make. So, in the case of if you want to make a niboshi bowl and you want to have that niboshi punch, you might want to add that into tare or cook oil out of it to make niboshi oil to get that fragrance.、Um, if you want maybe a tare that's a bit sweeter, because that's the type of bowl you want,、um, you might want to add. Meeting or sugar to make the whatever shoyu tare a bit sweeter for the palate to work with the soup. So, does he do so? Do you、um, make the soup first, taste the soup, and then you can kind of like, oh, I, I think I might need a little bit more of this flavor in here. So then you add it to the tare. Is that generally how you do that? You mean like just the soup or the bowl first and then? Yeah, like make the soup first and then taste, or like I, I'm guessing, like I'm trying to figure out like. What he normally does, like if he just makes a soup, tastes the soup, then from there, okay, show you is good enough, just show you is good enough, or is it taste the soup? Okay, I think I need niboshi and the tare, or something like that. Okay, so, um, it's a soup, tare, toka, tsukuridoki, or ikai soup, aji mite kara, ah, tare ga, kore de da juven toka, kore chose sta hoga iti, hasona no ka, mo, saisho kara mo image, mo te, sore, and taiste, don da get. あの近づいてるかっていう感じですか<笑>と、ね、そうですね、それはおそらく人それぞれの、僕はって聞かれちゃうと、はい、僕はそれなりの経験と、なんですかね、あれを持っちゃってるんで、これとこれを組み合わせたらこうなるってイメージはもう頭の中でできてますけど、一般的な方がやるんであれば、えー、と1回合わせた方がいいと思います。スープをちゃんと作って、でさっき言った通り、醤油だれをあれこれこうなんていじる前に、醤油と1回合わせてみたらいいんです。うんそれで、よしと思うんだったらそれでいいし、それでもちょっとって思うんだったら、えっ、ー、と、醤油だれをいじってみるとかっていうふうにしてみたらいいかなと思いますね。その時に何が足りないかですよ。食べた時に旨味が足りないのか、えー、と香りが足りないのか、例えば出したい煮干しの感じが足りないのか、何が足りないのかっていうのを、タレの方に含めていくとか、あとは次作るスープの時にその足りないものを足していくとか。PDCA で言ったら最後の、えー、と A のところですね、次のアクションのところでどうするかってことを考えていきます。So,、um, for him, he actually already knows from experience if you match certain ingredients, I'll taste a certain way. But if you're starting out,、um, possibly make the bowl first, make it a simple bowl, like show you with the soup. And then if it's not, then you can figure out what's lacking, if it's missing a certain flavor. You might want to add, then that's where you put into action, figure out what it is, and add that into it and see if it gets to the flavor or the bowl that you want. So, like if you have a bowl and it's lacking umami, then you might want to add niboshi next time or katsu to increase the umami of the, the ramen bowl. So, it's that cycle, PDCA.、Mm. All right. So, oh, this is an interesting question. It's from Hello Ramen again.、Um, have you ever Have you ever made a bowl of ramen that you 
didn't think would taste good or you didn't have high expectations for it, but then it surprisingly did taste good? で、<笑> その、so he doesn't have to he doesn't go through that now because generally he already has experience and knows what ingredients work with well and that comes from actually understanding the ingredients to know what matches very well but when he started out there have been times where he didn't think it would work and it ended up being really tasty a lot of times what there, there's a misconception that you have to add a lot of ingredients to make a really really good ramen and that's not necessarily true you just need to understand the ingredients and sometimes maybe something very simple can be actually the most delicious that's great great stuff all right so this is a question from george tharwalthami tharwalth uh sorry george but um this is a question about substitution. So for a lot of people outside of Japan, it's very hard to find things, Japanese ingredients like sake and mirin. Um, what can someone use to substitute for these ingredients? お酒は結局アルコールなんで別に日本酒じゃなくても僕はいいかなと思いますね。あの、ワインが入る文化圏だったら白ワインでもいいでしょうし、結局お酒って琥珀酸っていうあの旨味なんですかね、えっと、アミ
のやつを使ったんですけど、うん、めちゃくちゃまろやかであの味がギュッと締まってくれるんですよ。へ醤油とそれとみりんかな、うん、あとバルブラサミコ、うん、バルサミコです、はい。でやったんですけど、結構うまくてびっくりしたんですよ。そうですよね。だから味の組み立てさえ、基本の味の組み立てさえできれば、別に日本の食材が一切使わなくても、ここはラーメン作るれると思いますよ。あのなんか、誰だっけな、職人さんが海外に軽トラックで行って、その地で手に入るものでラーメン作って、屋台して売ってみたいな番組をやってたんですけど。あ,ありましたね、なんか南アメリカとか、うん、そうそうそう見ました、それ。あのなんつってのフリアさんとか、あとは、品そば田中の田中さんとかやってましたけどね。うん、so,、um, in terms of ingredients for sake, if you really think about what is the components of sake, it's alcohol. So, technically, you can use any type of alcohol to supplement the sake. So, for example, wine would be a good example. I think Motoki mentions to yeah, use wine. As a substitute、uh, for a meeting, the components of meeting is basically sweetness and it has、um, a certain percentage of alcohol. So, technically, you could just use any type of sugar content,、uh, maybe perhaps,、um, what was it? Honey. honey. Yeah. As well as just regular sugar. But, and then just in general, rule of thumb, when you're trying to substitute something, you don't necessarily have to use Japanese ingredients. You can technically just use ingredients from abroad.、Um, For Kanda san, he would find it more interesting to try to find ingredients from abroad and try to make a tare out of that because it's not necessarily a ramen isn't made because it has that certain type of ingredient. It's how to figure out the substitute to get that type of flavor.、Mm-hmm. So、um, there was a TV show a, long t- a couple of years ago, maybe, I don't know, a couple of years ago, where they actually had someone who would gr- go around in foreign countries, different countries, in a car and he would make. Ramen for the locals with local ingredients. So it is possible to make ramen anywhere. It's just how to be resourceful.、Oh, and really understanding the ingredients, I guess. Yeah. yeah. It's great. I, I saw a lot of these actually questions. I don't want to ask him because he's already elaborated on a lot of them. So I'm just going to kind of skip around. Yeah. Okay.、Um, let's see. I'm just going to go to Confucius. So, speaking of Western style ramen, Confucius Eats asked, What do you think of like these Western style ramen that are coming up in America? Or does he even know about Western style ramen? Okay. Eh, to, ramen te gozonji desu ka? Naka, kai gai fu ramen. Kai gai fu ramen. Kai gai no kata ga nihon ni kite, Yokohama no ano ramen hakubutskan de ikka yatte no wa tabe ni itta koto arimasta ne. Tada, amari sono nihon no ramen to no chigai ってのが僕は感じ取れなかったので分かってないかもしれませんね。海外のラーメンがどう思うのかってのは分かってないかもしれません。なるほどね。えっと、質問は海外のラーメンどう思いますかっていうところですね。海外風のラーメン。海外風のラーメン。海外風のラーメンが分かってないから、そのなんていうんですかね。そう海外のラーメンが分かってないから答えようがないって言ったらいいですかね。うん、うん、よくあるのはちょっと辛,辛いのやつ多いのよ。なんか、辛子入れたりとか、シラッチャソース入れたりとか、うん、あと、まあ、あと、えのき生えのき入ったりとか。<笑>あでもねあの、僕はそ,のそういった意味で言うと、ラーメンってすごく
懐の深い食べ物だと思ってるんで日本の中でもいろんなのあるじゃないですか九州の方のコツがあったりとか、はいうんうん、北海道の味噌ラーメンがあったりとか、えー、といろんなラーメンがあるんでそのなんて言うんだろうな、えー、と地域の文化とか食材とか、えー、とそういうものあとは気候とかねそういうものが根付いたものができてると思ってるんで海外で、えー、海外のさっきの食材とかであとは趣味思考とか思想みたいなものもおそらく入ってくると思うのでその入ったものは全く否定されるものじゃないと思っててその人たちがそのシーンで美味しいものであればそれは僕ラーメンだと思うので全然いいと思いますけどね。So Kanada、um, san doesn't know much about Western ramen. He's only had ramen by Westerners that make Japanese ramen. So he can't really judge on it. But in general, ramen is A concept of creating a bowl. It's very、um, diverse, where it is a representation of the culture, the weather, as well as ingredients of the area that the ramen is being made of. So it's totally possible, and he thinks it's a good thing that people are making their interpretation of ramen in their location, where, however, they might be. That's really cool. I kind of want to get back to the. So this is kind of going back to the methods again. For the shoyu ramen, you said you could just use shoyu, but if you wanted to make a shio ramen, shio ramen or a miso ramen, like how could you boil it down at home, you know, doing those things? Like, would you, like, a sim- the simplest type of shio tare and like the simplest type of miso tare that you could use to kind of do something like I think it's just add salt. You suggest, yeah, I, I'm kind of curious. Is, is that, that's、okay. kind of what I'm thinking too, but is that? Yeah. そうえっと、ちょっと話が戻るんですけどそのタレ結構タレこだわってる感じなんですみんな<笑>なので、うんえっと、タレに対して醤油タレに醤油だけでいいっていうあの一番単純は醤油って言ってたんですけど代わりに塩とか味噌の場合は一番単純と形としたらどういう感じで作ってるんですかえっと僕は極論言うとそのままでいいと思ってますまま塩は塩味噌は味噌と思ってるでただ、塩の場合、えっ、ー、と、塩分そのものなんで、えっ、ー、と、量を間違えるとブレるじゃないですか。だから、食塩水にするのはありかなって思いますよ。食塩水にして、で、えっ、ー、と、その方がブレないですからね。あの、塩そのものだと 0.1g ずれると味が結構変わっちゃうと思うんで、食塩水にして、塩だれ、それを塩だれみたいに使うのはいいと思うんですけど、スープさえカチッて作れてれば、塩だけでいいし、えっ、ー、と、味噌ラーメンだって、味噌スープがしっかりカチッと作れてれば、味噌だけでいいと僕は思ってますし、今までそれで何度も作ってきてるんで、大丈夫なはずですよ。あとは、その、どうしたいかですよね。スープは、例えば僕もこの間、塩ラーメン作ったんですけど、スープも名古屋コーチンの鶏ガラと、えっ、ー、と、昆布だけなんですよ。で、醤油って結構うまみがあるんで、それに合わせれば醤油ラーメンになるけど、それに塩だけだと確かにちょっとこう成立しないんでそうするとスープはもうこれ以上いじりたくないと思ったら塩だれの中に貝柱をちょっと入れてみたりだとか昆布を入れてみたりだとか鰹節入れてみたりとかってことはしますけどねどうしたいかかな ?OK so、um, in general just use the basic ingredients if it's salt just use salt if it's miso Use miso.、Um, for salt, though, it might be a little bit 
might be hard to get a very consistent fold or something that's um, just right because technically if you have if you're off by 0.1 gram of salt content it completely sh shoots the soup the wrong way or gets too salty or too not less salty so the suggestion would be to create a concentrated salt water to make a more consistent um, solidity of the tare um, but in general, it's just basically what you're trying to go for for the soup. Uh, for example, recently, um, in Nagoya Chinka uh, for Nagoya's chicken was being used for shoyu. Since shoyu is, is full of umami, it actually tastes really, really good. But with shio, since there's no uh, umami in salt, it's, he added certain types of ingredients into the salt because he didn't want to play with the soup. So instead he worked around with the tare itself, but it really depends on what you wanna do, what type of ingredients you wanna adjust and what type of flavors you're trying to achieve. As you're adjusting, are you use making like a full bowl every single time or are you adjusting at a small amount and then tweaking with the small amount then just scaling up the ratio to a full bowl? So, ちょうせしてる間時はその一旦試す時はその何度半分サイズのボールやってるか一人一人前のでいつもやってるんですかえっとどうなんて言ったらいいかなそうですね味だけ見るんだったら半分とかでもいいしえっと三分の一のサイズ
入ってることに対しては全然違和感はないですよ。じゃあ、あなたは使ってますか、使ってませんかっていう質問に置き換えると、ケースバイケースかなと思いますね。作るしラーメンでお店のもので使ってるお店のもの、例えば、えー、と博多の豚骨ラーメンって僕、基本的に価格調味料入らないと成立しないって僕は思ってるんで、そういうラーメンには使いますし、そうじゃなくて、チンタンでいろんな食材入れて、こうなんていうんですかね、調和を取ったりするものであれば、必要なければ使わないですし、今、月に1回やってるお店のやつは、えっ、ー、と、使わないようにしてます。まあ、それはなぜかって言ったら、うん、使わないことで何ができるかを試したいから使ってないって感じですかね。全然否定されるものじゃないと思いますよ。うまみ調味料だけがだって悪いものじゃないですからね。その他にだっていろいろありますからね。うん。うん。おいしくなれば、うん、はい。えー、っと、So, the concept between MSG is not really something that He's against、um, because MSG is technically a method that's been used from a long time ago after the war, during the war, where, or, yeah, after the world war, where、um, there wasn't a, a lot of ingredients or food to eat. So they used MSG to flavor the food. So ultimately, just there's no problem trying to make a bowl tastier.、Um, whether he actually uses MSG, it kind of depends on the bowl in case by case. Like, for example, there are some bowls where you need the MSG to get that flavors,、uh, like the Hakata ramen, that it's just not Hakata ramen without MSG. But there, for Chintan, since there's a lot of ingredients e x t r a c t i n g umami, you might not need it in that case, so he doesn't use it.、Um, in the restaurant that he works at once a month, he provides, he actually serves.、Um, Ramen with no MSG only because that it's more like a challenge to see how, what type of ramen he can make, how good he can make it without the, the MSG. I see. Okay, let's kind of wrap this up, I guess.、Um, I don't really have a good wrap up question.、Oh, so, he's, are you actually, he works at a restaurant once a month? You're serving、yeah. ramen once a month? Oh, okay. What's the ramen? What, what, could you tell people the name of the restaurant? So, if they want to visit the restaurant.、Um, But he's moving over. Oh, that's right. You're、okay. moving. That's right. Okay.、Yeah. But I can ask them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no. One year, I'm going to be in the restaurant. I'm going to be in the restaurant. I'm going to be in the restaurant. ことの成り立ちから説明しようかな。えっ、ー、と、笠寺町の食堂ってところなんです。で、あのね、えー、シャッター商店街、要は駅の近くなんですけど、全然流行ってないシャッター商店街があって、そこに昔、スナックとかバーが入ってた雑居ビルがあって、でそこがもう何もテナントが入ってなくて、あのお化けビルみたいになってて、で、新国民の方々が、何か、えー、とちょっと町おこしをしようみたいな話になってそこのビルの、えー、と地下1階に食堂を作ったんですよ。でその食堂っていうのが誰かが営業するってことじゃなくて、えー、と将来お店をやりたい人とかで本業は持ってるんだけどお店はちょっとできないんだけどなんかそういうことをしてみたいみたいな人を募って日替わりでランチをやってる食堂なんですね。でそんなのをちょっと去年見つけて面白そうだなと思って話を聞きに行ったら。ぜひやりませんかって言われて、じゃあやってみますってことで、ラーメン神田っていう名前で、月に1回そこでお店をしてるんです
そうで当然のことながら僕は自作ラーメンの人間なので、うん、要はすべてハンドメイド麺も全部作るしあのタレもそこでタレもつってもまあ醤油ですけどねあとはスープもそこで炊くしチャーシューも全部自分でそこで仕込んでただ全部ハンドメイドなので作れる数に限りがあるんで30食とか40食にはなるんですけどそれを月に1回してるであとはちょっと誤解のないように言っておくと僕はサラリーマンしてるから副業しちゃダメなんですねで、うん、じゃあどうしてるんですかって話で言うとえー、とテナントなのでテナント料は取られるんですよ。でテナント料が取られて残りが自分の、えー、と売り上げになるんですけど僕は食材費がかかる分だけはお金としていただいてで残る部分っていうのが本来ならば人件費とか利益っていう部分になってくると思うんですけど、うん、ここは、えー、と困ってる方々に運営から寄付してもらってます。去年で言うとあの夏に台風の被害とかがあった地域とかがあって僕、千葉県が地元なんですけど千葉県かなりダメージを受けて、うん、そのなんうの募金の募集とかをしてたのでもう運営の方からその出た利益分はすべて、えー、と困ってる時に寄付をしてもらうでそしたら僕は好きなラーメンが作れてでそれを食べたいってお金を払いに来て食べてくれるお客さんがいてそれを食べておいしいって笑顔になってもらってそのいただいたお金で困った方々にえー、との手助けをすることができたら誰も困らないと思ってるんです、その取り組みって。そんなことをしてるって感じです。あなるほどうん、東京に戻るんですけど、東京に戻ってもなんかどっかそういう場所を見つけて、そんなことが、あのー、定期的なのか非定期なのか分かんないですけど、することができないかな、そうすることによって自分自身のラーメンを作ることも高めることができるのかなと思って。えー、っと笠寺<笑>笠寺町の食堂,町の食堂、うん、ただあと1回ぐらいでもう僕は転勤しちゃうので終わりですけどね分かんないですよ、うん、これのきっかけで急に外国人がるかもしれない他<笑><笑>にもそうラーメンやってる方とかいますよ<笑> So um what was your question? I forgot <笑> Oh, I, just, I wanted to know what about his,、uh, the place that he's doing the, his、uh, serving ramen once a month. Yeah, okay. So,、um, so he does a ramen for once a month. It's called Ramen Kanda, but there's a little bit of backstory behind it.、Um, normally, where, or not normally, the place where he is, there's actually a, they call it a shakta guy. So, a lot of、uh, closed shops, it's like a shopping center. Where there's a strip of shopping area where it's all closed, too. So, one of the concepts or the ideas of the city to revive it was to allow people to operate part time in one of those shops. And so, he was able to get the opportunity to open a shop once a month and serve his type of ramen to customers.、Um, So, for him, since he is an employee of a company, he's not allowed to have a side hustle. So, as a result, when he does do that, he doesn't make or any profits, or any profits he does make, he gives it to donations. So, the concept is of he gets charged for the rent, he pays for the rent, and he just charges his customers for the ingredients. And whatever is left over is sent to donations. So, it's like the cycle of.、Um, I guess it was a win win situation where he makes ramen that he likes, that he thinks is good, that people will like, and the people pay for that type of ramen who is happy with their food, but, and they get it for relatively 
small cost. And then with the leftover money, he's helping the community. Like recently, he started donating to Chiba, where there was a huge uh, typhoon destruction recently. So, and he's originally from Chiba. So he can help the community well do what he likes while serving people who like his ramen. That's great. All right. I guess we can kind of wrap it up. We almost went two hours, I think, over two hours. So um, I guess, uh, yeah, thank you so much. Could you please tell everybody where they could find you online and also how they can order a t shirt or a sweater? <laughs> あの、巻きましょうっていう形になりますが、えっと、今日は本日ありがとうございました。えっと、皆さんのリスナーに、えっと、どこ あの、ネット上で繋がろうと思えばその なんですかね。SNS で最初繋がってしまえば、えっと、メッセージいただければ対応します。ただ僕ごめんなさい。日本語しか喋れないし、日本語しか書けないので、あの、外国人の方であれば、こうなんですかね。日本語のわかる方を
we can also do like another like a q a like a full q a thing i i figured out how to do this as a live stream too so um we could do that and if you don't want to be on the camera we can kind of figure out how to like block your (laughs) block block yeah you can put a mask on but yeah you can um i mean you could could tell them that if we want to do that in the future we could do a q a live q a okay えっと、ま、もしあの時間があれば、あと興味あれば、今後えっと、ライブストリーム分かりますかわかんないライブで配信するっていうやり方があるんですけど、それでいろんな人から質問が来て、それを回答する形ではできるじゃないかなと思って。